Bienvenidos a todos a la podcast de Grenuda Gaby, donde te vas a escuchar las pendejadas de yo, tu host. Y más quiero decirte que vamos a escuchar historias muy scary del spooky season. So prepare yourself for what you're about to hear on this podcast. Okay, this is probably about as much as I can handle of this sultry, spooky voice. Um, but thank you to YouTube for this remix. Okay, we're gonna stop that because this is too scary. <laughs> I'm actually gonna get paranoid of all this. But anyways, welcome to my podcast. <laughs> You're like, that was like probably a really weird, creepy start, Gabby. What the fuck are you gonna do and what the fuck are you gonna talk about? Um... It's spooky season, it's October, so we're going to get a little bit about scary stories and, I don't know, all things scary, and I guess for, I literally can't stop saying this word, but spooky, because I guess it just encompasses everything I'm trying to say, el spooky. I don't know what, like, the Spanish word for, like, spooky would be. Let's see if Google has, like, a translate for this. Okay, spooky in Spanish. Oh, there is! <laughs> Escalofriante? Escalofriante? Let's see. Google, you want to help me out? Escalofriante. 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 I'm going to title this episode. Escalofriante season. <laughs> I don't think that tra- I've never heard anybody say that before. Granted, that doesn't mean I know every word in Spanish in the dictionary, but that's just hilarious. And like, there's also just some words in Spanish that have, like, a different um, translation. And, oh, my God, this is a funny story <laughs> because my mom taught me this. And I didn't – well, she, like, kind of made me aware of this word. And I wasn't, like – it's so funny when it's the context of use. So, like, when we, like the word pregnant in Spanish is embarazada. But I remember when I was younger, mom was like, if you ever hear people use the word, they say it like it's, like, a disease or something terrible going on. Like, esta embarazada. And I'm like – what is it? What, what what happened to her? Is she good? She get her, you know, everything fine? Nah, she's just pregnant. She's good. And I'm like, what? What is why all this buildup? Why all this context? And I'm like, I'm so done. <laughs> we make everything so dramatic for no reason. And I'm just like, okay, cool, cool. And that was all this. And I think about this because, oh my God, God bless my grandmother. But she does the same thing sometimes. So she'll tell me something, and I'm like, What's going on? What like she keep, literally keeps me on the edge of my seat as she's saying something, and then she'll end it with "Pues todo está pasó bien y que todos están bien," and I'm like, okay, so you t- and that basically means like everybody's fine, everybody's good, and I'm like, so you did all this work up of the story, all this you know climatic beginning and ending, and you know the way you made your tone of voice, and for all of this just to be fine, and I'm like, Lord Jesus, I'm done. <laughs> like I can't do no more of this. But anyways, let me get back to this. Um, so it's spooky season, and I wanted to share a couple of things with you guys. So the first one being that Dia de los Muertos. So please remember, it's the season of you know celebrating Halloween, not the season of you know culture appropriation and just being crazy out here with your costume. Um. What's the thing people are saying? Um, my culture is not a costume. It isn't. Like, please, I swear to God, if I see somebody in a sombrero, I'm going to go off. 
And I'm not even going to go off. I don't think I have the energy to go off anymore. I'm just going to just sit there and sigh and then just turn around because I just, I can't. Uh, so, I don't know. Just be mindful. But Dia de los Muertos is like such a really cool thing growing up with. Um, speaking from being Mexican, uh, it wasn't like a huge, like, uh, thing it's become now because of a certain Disney movie. So now it's definitely more theatrical. And I think a lot more people in the U.S. are aware of the culture and like the tradition that goes behind it. But it was more so like a um, spiritual religious thing. I always, that's at least my context and the way I remembered it. Because it wasn't something that was like you made a party or anything out of. It was more so something that you just did in like respect in like a tradition. So that's like this year I'm going to take, um, I have to actually go to CVS and print out all the photos of all the loved ones in my family that are no longer here. I'm going to put them somewhere in my apartment and light a candle. And um, it's just kind of like a way to like take the time. I think it's, and I, the reason I like it so much is because I think as you get older, it's hard to dedicate time to think about things like that. And I mean, you can be, you know, there's time to mourn. And it's also just sometimes, you know, remember in the positive things and have the fun memories. So just something to think about. I mean, that's what I plan to do. And um, my grandmother always did that in my family. And I always appreciate it. And um, especially now at my age, um, unfortunately, I do have more photos to put up, but I, I try not to get too um, overwhelmed or re overwhelm myself with emotions and more so just try to focus on like the things that make me remind these people the best and the good times and their traditions and the things they like and the things I heard about them and their story, mostly their story. So something to think about Day of the Dead. And I think I definitely encourage people, like if you have people like that in your life, you know, I think that's an appropriate way to celebrate the culture. It's like find the pictures, you know, take some time, like however, and I mean, Obviously, people, you know, mourn and remember their own mannerisms. So just take your little time and do that. I think it's a really good um, emotional exercise, you know, to just spend that time and think about them or just have them in memory. Some people, it's painful, I know. So it's like if that's not your thing, then, you know, it's not your thing. But, um, yeah, it's always something I was always respected and enjoyed um, along with other things that we do. So that's what I love about Dia de los Muertos. Um, and it's like... It's just like such a very, it existed and that was it type thing. So that's all that. And then now we'll go into the spooky part. So I don't, while Day of the Dead is not necessarily like a spooky thing or not, that's like not the intention. There are spooky things, I should say, in like Mexican culture specifically. And I'm going to say that because the story I know it's been recounted in like Latin America in general, but every time I was doing like a quick research on it and I kept seeing like things saying it's like the Mexican story. It's a Mexican scary story, but um, it's like a very interesting story. And it's like, I mean, if you grew up in a traditional, traditional Mexican household, you know exactly. Okay. It's not the closet one um, story, but it's the typical La Llorona. Yep. Um, what's the translate of this? Yo, don't know. It's like, the, oh, the weeping woman. That's what Google said. Um, the weeping woman. And it's a scary story. And if you haven't heard the story of it, it's, I don't know, it's kind of spooky just because if you've ever been to, I mean, not people usually go to like the traditional old towns of Mexico, but when you have that context or at least like understand, or like, um, I mean, I guess you don't have to physically be there, but you have that context. It's interesting to think about that and put into place. 
I don't think any movie that you can produce will ever do that story justice, no matter what. Because it's like literally a, like, how do I describe it? Like, uh, it, you could try to portray it in film, but I think it's just more so the, um, like the, I guess the impact it had on people in a town, especially if you know people that are from small areas. And I know it's common amongst people with immigrant families as well. That it's like, oh, the person in the village in this town, this was a very small story. And that's what I think makes it such an impact that it was like, like kind of spoken through word of mouth. And as a tradition, like, you know, this woman existed and, you know, people have their own stories on it. So I'm going to share a little bit of a blurb of that. Um, and this is like the first time I believe I heard it when I was younger. Um, thanks mom for playing this when I was younger for my sister and I, basically it was on the radio and we were like radio kids, I guess you want to say in the sense that like my mom used to play a bunch of stuff and like kind of just, we were going to experiment to see what happened. And I remember this came on the radio in time as we were driving somewhere. And the worst part, it was like late at night and my mom must've like known that, you know, she would be fine, I guess. I mean, I like to hope she thinks she was fine. But like my sister, I mean, I don't know my sister was. Remember, I was terrified. I'm like, what's going on? I think she's here in the U.S. What? What? Why? Why? What? What's? What are we gonna do? And I'm just like, it's a story. Relax. You know, it's just you know. I don't think she really said anything. I don't think she said too many words to calm me down. But like, it was just like looking at us. We're like, oh my god. So, and also part of it is like, um, I am a second. Uh, uh, what, how do I say this? A third generation Mexican American, but, um, Spanish is my second language. So a lot of my younger, like childhood was like just translating in my head and then like understanding, but then not being able to communicate that well. I think I'm getting stronger as I get to be an adult. Um, as long as I keep practicing and not like forget, I had a freaking brain fart on the phone with my grandma and I was like, the word that means this. And she's like, just sit like listening to me, like what word? <laughs> but anyway, so like when we put in that context, it's like I would sit and I would listen and I was just sitting here for like every word. I'm like, oh my God, what does this mean? Oh my God, what's next? Oh, what is like, you're like thinking as it's happening and you're trying to translate. I don't know. Maybe it's a bilingual brain thing where you're just like, I'm, there's so much my brain is doing right now. So let's take a listen. Um, okay. And this one was posted on, um, what was it? Radio, ah, why my gosh, my freaking mouth, like, my pronunciation is off. Radio Universal, um, I probably butchered that right now, but that's okay. So, we're gonna play, it's six minutes long, I'm probably gonna cut it off once I feel like it's peak scary. Um, so, let's take a listen. Oh, this is a commercial playing, of course, skip. Jesus. Historia. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I promise I will not make any more commentary. Esto acontece en el mes de noviembre del 2002. El frío era más intenso y las calles estaban más silenciosas y oscuras de lo normal. Y una intensa lluvia acababa de caer en la ciudad. Hugo vivía con su esposa y su pequeño hijo de tres años por el rumbo del jardín de Guadalupe. Ah, caray, ¿y eso? 
mujer buscando a sus hijos en la noche. Eh, andar bien borracha. Mejor me voy a mi casa. Hugo llegó a su domicilio. Caminaba despacio por un pasillo largo y oscuro. Entró a un viejo baño para lavarse el rostro antes de dormir. ¿Tú has visto a mis hijos? Al voltear la vista, vio reflejado en el espejo del baño la silueta de una mujer. ¿Qué pasa, Hugo? ¿Qué tienes? ¿Por qué tanto escándalo? Adela, te juro que una mujer en el baño me hablaba y me decía cosas al oído. Eso quisieras. ¿Dónde estabas? Te lo juro que sí. Sí, sí, ándale, ya vámonos a dormir. Hugo sintió de nueva cuenta congelantes escalofríos. Adela. ¿Qué? ¿Qué es eso? No me querías creer. Pero te lo juro que yo vi a esa mujer, te lo juro. Ay, ¿sabes qué? Yo creo que ya me contagiaste de tus mugres nervios. Ha de ser alguien que no tiene que hacer. Mejor ve a ver al niño, no sé que se haya despertado con el relajito. Entró a oscuras a la habitación de su hijo. A tientas se acercó a su cama para tocarlo. Pero este no estaba ya. Solo quedaban las sábanas extrañamente mojadas. Adela, el niño está allá contigo porque no lo encuentro por ningún lado. ¿Tú eres uno de mis hijos? Ven, ven conmigo. Tú eres uno de mis hijos. Ven, ven, ven. Los padres se llenaron de terror al escuchar estas palabras. Su hijo no estaba por ningún lado, pero al parecer... Aquella aparición de terror lo había encontrado antes que ellos. ¡Suéltame! ¡Tú no eres mi mamá! ¡Le voy a decir a mi papá! ¡Suéltame! ¡Déjame! Tú eres uno de mis hijos. Ven. ¡Hugo, corre! ¡Corre a ver dónde está el niño! ¡Está en los lavaderos! Cuando el padre del niño subió las escaleras, vio como su hijo era abrazado por aquella aparición femenina, vestida de blanco, con la piel más blanca que su túnica, los labios morados y sus ojos negros sin brillo, con una mirada triste, pero a la vez terrorífica. Oh, Jesus. Okay, that's it. We're gonna stop it right there. Um, I apologize for the high-pitched noise. Um, I forgot how it ends. <laughs> Does all the story. But, okay, for those that um, would like a translation, I'm not gonna do direct translation. There's, there's an English story out there somewhere on the internet. It's called La Llorona. L-L-O-R-O-N-A. Um, but essentially, she's a woman that's looking for her kid. And so, like, she's going into these homes and being like, where's my child? Where's my child? ¿Dónde está mi hijo? Um, and <laughs> that sounds so creepy. Um, and so, that's, like, the scary part is, like, and, and, also, and like, I don't know, something about the Spanish language 
you can be dramatic enough to tell like this story so well. And I was looking for a monologue to kind of repeat, but I couldn't find one that matched this. Like I was just looking for this monologue. Um, if you find it and you want me to read it, I can definitely do that. I used to do that when I was in high school is um, do dramatizations of the Spanish um, voice. Um, just because after many episodes of Sabado Gigante, um, you learn to catch on. And um, it's kind of a little fun thing I like to do. Anyway, staying in point. Um, that's La Llorona. Um, you can probably see like the movies and get also a translation of what goes on. But what's like scary is like the way to describe it. And like if you understand like the context of Mexico, you're just like, oh shit, this woman's just going town to town looking for kids. And then obviously being a little kid, I'm like, Mom, she's gonna tell me. Mom, why are you gonna waste your And I was just like, oh my god, why did I even try playing this in the car for these two kids? Like, oh my god. And I'm just like, Mom. I just tell her the story when I call her again and be like, um, um, um. Well, my seats are big, super squeaky because um, Ikea furniture, y'all. Um, so that's La Llorona. I don't know about y'all, but it scares me to this day just because of the fact that it's like I'm also like in my apartment and it's like I think about all like the noises you hear and I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, something's going to get me. So um, it's a good story. So <laughs> that's La Llorona. Um. I really want to do that dramatization, but we'll try another time. Um, and then also, like, another thing is um, being Mexican. I don't know if this is, like, people know this or not, but I guess I'll just say it. And, like, we're definitely superstitious. And and I think it's just because of a culture thing. And there's probably research that I probably should, like, look into. I'm very interested to see, like, how it ties into religion and other aspects um, especially living in small towns, most of the people live in is like being superstitious. So I remember when I was studying abroad, um, it was like a, you know, East Asian, I believe, well, at least I don't know if I should say it's East Asian, but it was like definitely like a Chinese um, culture aspect to like get your fortune told by the like fortune tellers. I believe it was palm reading, if it was, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember, I think, texting my mom. And I was like, and I don't, I don't know why I thought to clear it with her. And I was like, oh, I've never done this before. It seems kind of like, like something about it like made me feel hesitant. I guess maybe it's because like the future. And then I told her, and I'm texting her, and she, oh no, maybe I called her beforehand because I think we passed the woman a few times. I found my friends are going to go do it, and I was like, no. No, Gabriella, no, you can't do it. And I'm like, what do you mean? What's wrong? And she's like, we don't do those things. Like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'll disown you. I'm like, disown me for what? We don't have any. And then she's like, Gabby, if you do it, I swear to God. And she's like, Gabby, just don't do it, okay? And I was just like, okay, you told me not to do it. I'm not going to do it. And I am a very, my mom scared me. And so, like, I didn't do it and get my fortune told. And also, like, I was, my grandmother was very, very religious, um, so something told me that if I told her that I did this, I was going to get bathed in, like, holy water and all these things and being told to, like, and there's nothing, obvious. I don't have anything um, against organized religion. It was just more so if you grew up in a Mexican household of how um, intense it can be. So I was like, I don't want to do this because if I tell somebody, like, what, what, if, what if something does happen to me? What if I get cursed or blah, blah, blah? And so naive, like, I mean... I mean, I guess I, I haven't got my fortune told ever, so maybe I'm still naive in the sense, but definitely an interesting aspect of I was scared and I was threatened of my family fortune that I wouldn't get. Um, and I'm still waiting on it, Mom. Let me know when the fortune's going to come through. But uh, 
Yeah, I remember being told it's like you don't get your fortune told. That's not. Nope, nope, nope. It's it's kind of like superstition. And I guess the, to explain a little bit more, like further, it's we um. But the way my mom said to me in um, different words is that we don't like to mess with the future and um, telling get, getting your future told is like messing up and altering it. So if you're like trying to get the information, if you're like trying to interfere with it, that's like a big no no. So, and it also was the same thing. I, oh, I think, and then the funny part now that I'm remembering the story is the fact that I think I told my mom, I'm like, mom, I kind of want to get in a Ouija board and play around with it. I don't know. Maybe it was, just, uh, this paranormal came out and apparently I was feeling very, you know, confident and cocky about this. And I was like, Gabriella, don't do it. Nah, nah, nah. She's like, you're going to give me a heart attack. She's like, do you want to give me a heart attack? And I was like, no, I don't. I just want to see what it does. Blah, blah. Um, after many scary movies later, I'm not messing or getting near that. If you try to come near me with an Ouija board, I'm definitely going to disown you and cut you off, block you, and make sure to throw water and every, like holy water and everything at you. Um, so yeah, let that be known. If you come across me in the street with an Ouija board, I'm going to throw some holy water at you. So yeah, um, you'll get, you know, whatever. Um. But there's also different aspects that I think have definitely been stigmatized that I understood growing up that are, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word okay, but like it's part of different culture that people aren't aware of. So like, um, I have to probably Google what this word means, but, um, or translate, I should say, but like the concept of brujas. So someone's probably like, what's a bruja, Gabby? What is that? I'm like, let's see. What is Google Translate says bruja means witch. Um, I think that's culturally in line. Um, I have to definitely do some more research on that. But let's see what happens. Bruja is the Spanish language word for witchcraft. People of both sexes can practice. Men are called brujos. Women are called brujas. Um, I, I don't know if you definitely want to say witchcraft. Um, I mostly associate it with... Um, Fortune, not fortune telling. I mean, yeah, it's fortune telling, card reading, and everything. Like, there's definitely more things I'm forgetting within that. But um, I think as I got older, and you know, this is like Mexican nationalism. We realize there's other cultures besides society being Mexican. I was like, oh, other cultures do this. Like, that's a thing. That's like just embedded in their culture. And you know, their their families also are embedded with like religion that's very intense. And also, so I think that was always like told to me to be something that's like. That's all like, don't like that's something bad and everything and like a very negative connotation to it. But then as I got older, I'm like, that's just someone's culture. That's what people think. That's what they do. That's what the, it's already been embedded. So I probably would actually now that I think about it, we're taking back my previous statement. I probably would get my fortune told. Um, I think it's just the, I, I've read somewhere that, you know, who you go to matters, right? Just don't go to anybody because shit, at the same time, someone could tell your future and somebody could put, you know, some... How do you say? Um, what's the translation? This my brain is freezing between languages. Uh, but basically, uh, what's what is the phrase? It's the phrase of like, and it's definitely like when people like brujas say like I see on brujas like Instagram pages all the time. Like when somebody, um, like I guess puts like a bad not spell, but um, uh, how do I say this? I guess kind of I'll say wish ill upon you. And it was funny. I came across this post, this woman. Um, I think she's, um, she, was she Dominican, I want to say? And I think she was dating somebody. And um, I guess the person had ghosted her or something. 
And I don't know if he knew she was a bruja and, like, she was um, doing those type of things. And he, like, texted her one day. He's like, hey, I just wanted to make sure we're on good terms. Like, I don't wish anything ill upon you. I hope the same for me. And she's like, yeah, yeah, why? And he was like, oh, well, a lot of bad things have been happening in my life. So I just wanted to make sure you didn't do, you know, uh, it's it's not curse. Put a spell. I'm going to remember after I'm done with this episode, but essentially you didn't cast no spells on me and she was like in shock and she was like no I definitely didn't because I think the guy was Dominican too so it's like he knew what's up he was like oh my god I probably pissed this girl off and she probably put some like did something to my life so um I I always thought that was a very interesting thing and I want to continue learning more about it and I will continue learning more so now I thought it was funny though because when somebody was like I dead ass thought this girl literally put you know a, a spell on my life yeah, that's something I've had to undo and unlearn is like the concept of brujas, just because, you know, when you learn more people and also it's I think as you get older and like just an understanding of life and how, you know, things work. Um, there have been people in my family who it's interesting. It's like I was like, the, there's some people who have demonized that word, but then they have their own um, instincts and feelings of their own. Right. So I remember just like, how do I say it? Witnessing and then like pe- the way people operate and behave, it was just different. And I mean, I don't know how to go into it without sounding a little bit, I guess, off the trails there. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was just something just to think of. Everybody has their own traditions and, you know, does things for what they believe in. And so, yeah, it was an interesting thing growing up. And it almost brings me back to like, <laughs> like one time in college, it was somebody who was um, one of my friends. He was uh, Puerto Rican, Cuban. And he thought the dorm room had like a like a spirit, evil spirit in his room, uh, and it was beca- and I, it, legit that was a weird ass room because the fact that like he kept saying doors were slamming when people weren't home. It, how many people lived there? One, two, three, four. It was a six person dorm, I want to say. Um, so it was a lot of people, and there was like two separate sides to the room or the uh, yeah the room. Or I guess I say the dorm room because there's like six individual like rooms. Um, and he kept saying he would hear stuff or something would happen. And I never knew, like, I, I think I knew about it, but I like never seen somebody do it. And like, if you put an egg underneath your bed, that like it absorbs the energy. And I remember he was like so dead ass about it. He was like, don't touch the egg and da da da. And I, I probably shouldn't make you the sound as I was joking about it, but I was just kind of like, oh, shit, like, this man's actually going to do this shit. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, should I go get some holy water? Like, what are we going to do? Like, I don't want you fearing for your life. Like, oh, my God. Um, but I remember just hearing the way the different people handle stuff. And, like, you know, and especially when you grow up around certain people, like, and then, like, you, especially when you watch like, scary movies and you, like, see people's com- commentary and reaction, be like, nope. Nope, nope, nope. I would not. I gotta find this another article. I'm just on the mind of articles. There was another story where it was um a white woman and a black man, I believe. And or maybe I think that wasn't supposed to be told, sorry. But it was a couple and they're looking at a home. And in the home, it's like all these weird things keep coming up. Like it's a, a basement with a door, and the door is like supposed to like it's on the wall that like would be well, I mean it's a basement, so all the four walls are walls that like would connect outside. So when there's a door that doesn't go up, but it's like under four walls on the, like the basement level, they're like, I guess there's a door to the outside, but 
there is no door on the other side. And like, they would find all these weird new, like nuances. Like they'd go into one basement, there'd be a weird closet and essentially all this weird shit going down. And (laughs) what was it? I think it was that the husband had noticed all these things and he was kind of like in his head mentally. Nope, 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 nope. Not doing it. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, nope. Red flag. Uh-uh. And the wife, as she's like going through it, she's like, oh, look at this house. It's so beautiful. Look at this. Oh, look at that wonderful thing. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily like a, implied about anything, but I think it was just funny because it's like, if you're somebody who I guess has never thought about that stuff before and like what those things can mean, like signs or like weird shit going on in the house you know, people react differently. Like, I know plenty of people that if they see, like, a very weird situation, be like, uh-uh, mm-mm, nope, mm-mm, you can't make me, uh-uh, no way, no where, nope, they don't, they just don't, and, like, for lack of a better word, and I guess, uh, excuse my language, but they don't fuck with it, and they're like, nah, mm-mm, no, and, I, and it's just, I say that with so much intensity and, like, emphasis, because of the fact that, like, if you ever met someone like this, they legit, you cannot budge them. They refuse because there's some stuff that happened in their life that impacted them that they're like, no, I don't need second guesses. I don't need nobody to convince me. I know what I know and I believe in what I believe. And this is not going to be it. So, and I definitely, that's the way I feel about some things. I'm like, nah, like what have, what have I never done in my life? I've never, um, oh, and like around spooky season, I've never done a haunted house I did a haunted house once, but I've never done like the jail haunted houses. And I was telling this to somebody and I was thinking back on my life. I don't know if I would want to do that. Given the history of like jails and then like making it a haunted house. Nah, 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 nah. Sorry about that. Um, Technical issues, but back onto the the haunted houses and the jails. Nope can't make me, won't do it, nah, nah, I would literally be kicking and screaming, be like, you can't make me, um, it's just something I just don't do, so, yeah, um, I can definitely relate to people that, like, they have, they have boundaries, essentially, with things that they won't, like, in, like, uh, in the context of scary things, so, yeah, it's always interesting when you hear somebody else, where they won't, like, their superstitions and their beliefs, and it's like, really, you won't do this? And I was like, no, I won't do this. Like, did you not see how this puts somebody's life in danger? And then some people be like, that doesn't, and, you know, just, it's always an interesting perspective of the line people have for themselves and the ba- and their own boundaries. Um, so, something to always consider, and especially when you're meeting somebody new, and be like, not to test somebody's boundaries, but then as you're learning about people, different cultures I think have different um and as I think I implied this earlier in the conversation of like boundaries and you know as I said like things that just like uh uh-uh I'm not gonna cross the line on this so all right well I don't want to keep on ranting on all things spooky and I guess I should probably give some explanation I'm going to a Halloween party tomorrow and I'm gonna wear a wig and a costume and I haven't dressed up in like years for Halloween I think last year I did like a CVS slash Walgreens cat very last minute. And I think before that, um, what was I in college? Um, I did one Halloween in college and that was my freshman year. But man, I can't remember the life of me what I was. I remember where everybody else was. Did I go? Did I dress up that year? I went to a Halloween party, but I have no idea what I wore. 
Jesus, I can't, it must have been makeshift costume because I don't remember what the heck it was. Um, and I remember not being like cute, cute. It was like, I don't know. I don't, can't remember. I'll probably figure it out later. Point being, I don't celebrate Halloween like that. Um, I think it's an interesting like thing to that see people do. Um, and it's just interesting how some people like really, really get passionate about it. Right. Um, so I've always, I've always been like an observer of people and like that sense of Halloween be like, Oh, okay. Now the creativity part though gets to me and I'm like, Oh my God, you actually went all out on this outfit and this costume. So that's always an interesting thing to see. Um, <laughs> and I guess what I'm going to end it up, this is like my Halloween culture, spooky season culture, if you want to say. So every time like Halloween passes and it's like, or comes around and I think about, um, like Halloween centric stuff, I never think of like the t- typical things. And the first thing that comes to mind, and I don't know, it's definitely because I'm being from Chicago is... <laughs> When I was younger and, you know, YouTube barely became a thing, there was this viral video of this guy doing um, Chicago footwork dancing into like, he was in a Michael Myers costume to the, I think it's the, uh, I don't know what movie Michael Myers is from, while I'm blanking, but basically the movie that Michael Myers, I think it's Halloween, right? And it's like the background music, but it's remixed to be like a fast, um, dubstep kind of and here i'll play a little tidbit of it here let me pull it up and i'll include the link in the show notes that it i don't know why it's like the funniest but then also most like different thing and everybody went crazy for it and like every year people were like hashtag don't forget because it's it's just i don't know maybe because i'm bringing from chicago people are just like that's just a thing to do people would do that people would make you know that was just some things people did and it's just kind of like lighthearted. Okay, Mike, and if you put this on YouTube, it's Mike Myers Chicago. I think it's the first thing that pops up. It is the return. Not the return. You want Mike Myers meets footwork. Very appropriately named. And we're going to get, I'm going to just play the sound bit, but you need to watch the video to see this man's footwork. It's um, it's pretty incredible, low-key. And I really wish I could footwork, but the way my body is set up, um, that's another day, another story. But let's play this clip. Oh, and here is the commercials for Haunted Houses. Okay. And is it not playing? Oh, come on. Of course, technical difficulty. Oh. Of course, as I play this, it's like in the middle of it. So, and let me like lower this volume down to some extent. Oh, because I was watching this earlier. Weak-ass killers enough. Yeah, that shit came out Friday, man. That shit weak, man. Oh, Friday, man. That shit wasn't nothing. Jason weak-ass running around trying to slash people no up. stupid ass. It wasn't about Jason. It was about Michael Myers. Michael Myers? Yeah. You Michael Myers a killer? That motherfucker. I beat his ass. Man, you better not never come around here, man. man. What you gonna do niggas in, the, niggas in the hood don't play. You just don't know. <laughs> niggas in <laughs> Fuck. What? The fuck? Y'all are probably just so confused as it is like what is going on.
should probably fast forward it. But I know it's gonna start out of nowhere. Oh, here it is. Okay, so I'll just kind of stop it there. And then there's the return that was made three years ago. And <laughs> I'm laughing just because of like somebody's thought, like the creative thoughts to be like, we're going to dress up as Michael Myers and then just do a kind of a choreography video of us dancing and then post it on YouTube. It's kind of brilliant and it's also kind of just different, you know? So, and the fact that somebody's like, let's do the return and it's like a whole squad of them, I'm telling you. And I think it's in front of the... Um, they shoot it in Chicago. Um, what's this building called where they shoot it in front of for the return? I want to say it's in front of the Federal Reserve Bank. Um, but basically, it's definitely the financial district in Chicago, like where um, the money museum is and everything. And it's definitely like in like downtown. And I've passed up many times. And it's like they do it in front of that. And like the lighting there is perfect versus in the original video. The, white, the lighting is really shitty because this man is behind somebody's alley. And oh, sorry about that. And he's just, like, going off. So, that's my little... I probably should start off that in the intro as, like, the beginning music. But, um... Yeah, that is all we have for Spooky Season. Um, thank you for listening. I won't make this longer than it needs to be. Um, so, thank you for listening again. Um, and I appreciate everybody that's taking the time to listen and to let me know. I'm posting. I really appreciate it. Um, be sure to listen to me. I'm on Spotify, Google, is it Google Music, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of others. If you go on the public site for me and let me give me your feedback, be sure to leave me a voice message. If you go to anchor.fm slash Gabi, then there's a little space on that site that says like voice message and you can leave me a voice message. And if you pre-clear it with me, I'll definitely air it. Um, I'll let you know because sometimes people will be like, I don't, Gabby, that's all kind of crazy. And I was like, okay, you'll go, I'll post it. But if you like it, if you want to say something, I will shout you out on air. Um, and something else that's coming up that people have uh, brought to my attention. If you would like to be a guest, let me know. Um, I'm definitely open to having guests. Um, people that know me, I'm a two way dialogue person as well. So let me know, send me a DM message, text, however you contact me and reach me normally and we can set something up. Um, I'd definitely love to have different personalities on this show and just to get a little feel. If, even if you're not physically in Philly with me right now, um, we can set something up. There's a lot of ways to do this virtually that I've um, researched. So thank you again, everybody, for listening and be sure to check out the next episode. And I just hope everybody has a great, I guess, Halloween season. And I hope you enjoy your night, whatever it means and contains and just fill with. 
Um, and that's pretty much it. Keeping it real here. So, bye.